All right. Here is the rules. There are none. Uh, for as long or as little as you like, you are now the host. This is now your show. Uh, I'm sure you're used to that. You've got a few. Um, I am your guest, and no question is not allowed. Again, as many questions as you like, as little or as long as you like. From this point on, the time is yours. Jay, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. I, I'm glad to be here. First time, <laughs> long time. Uh, so yeah, I, I have I have three big questions that I that I wanted to ask you. Uh, the first, and this is something I always want to know from fellow podcasters, is why do you podcast? Not only why why did you get into it, but why do you keep doing it? It's not to be rich because that just I, I don't know who told me that was going to happen, but that was a lie. Um, Listen, I feel like it's a huge accomplishment that I can even possibly make a living. No, I very I think Joe Rogan may be the only person who gets rich doing podcasting. I was happy when I went to we we don't I don't really have a way to have people give me money. They literally have to tell me I want to give you my money for this. And for the first time, we paid for the podcast in full this year off of patronage. And nice. it, it wasn't a matter of even like we had a Patreon before that didn't work out. We had a private group that didn't work out. Um, yeah, it just again, less things to worry about. But why do I podcast? Because I don't have a face for television. I mean, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I I love podcasting. I love listening to podcasts. I am subscribed to way too many podcasts to listen to um, at regular speed or time. But I think that there is something connected to like that NPR feel. When I was growing up, my my grandfather is hands down probably the biggest influence on my life. And one of the things that we always did when we were going to pick up my mom from TVA, that TVA, um, mm -hmm. uh, was Tennessee we, Valley Authority. Exactly. We would. Yeah. Yeah. We would. My uncle worked for that. Really? Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, we would listen to NPR on the way there and on the way back. And uh, it's it's amazing to see that like now they've even gotten to podcasting. And um, that idea when I moved out. I remember my first apartment was was me, my cat, and a radio. And like I didn't have a TV. I had like one chair that was like my living room furniture. And I used to sit in my little apartment listening to NPR <laughs> like all day uh -huh. long. And and I, I just I I wanted to get into radio. I wanted to get into music. I have family members that are in music. And I mean, I play some instruments and I do all of my editing and stuff. And I do editing for other podcasters and all those things. And I felt like radio wasn't going to be it. I was I was graduating when radio was was on the outs, uh, or at least for the mainstream. And I knew that I didn't have a chance at radio I was a college dropout. I was a military veteran. I wanted my voice to matter and I wanted to find a way that I could make it matter. And at the time, podcasting felt almost like pirate radio. Mm -hmm. And I thought that there was something cool about that. I grew up listening to a, a pirate radio channel that was around for like, it actually became a full-fledged channel because it became so popular. Um, wow, that's pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, that idea of like, I can have this voice and nobody can stop me like that. That was so amazing. I could I could pull up conversations from people that I wanted to talk to. I could I could have 
you know, my thoughts and opinions shared to whoever wanted to listen. And I mean, to me, that was like the coolest thing ever. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I think it's a, a culmination of my history and my fascination with, you know, audio, digital audio and recording and stuff that ultimately said, oh, podcasting is the way to go. But I mean, yeah, it's why do I still do it? I have no idea because, again, people don't tell you how much goes into it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But I guess the answer is because it's still fun. Yeah, that's uh, that that seems like a good answer because because you enjoy it because yeah. it's fun. Uh, and, and I know what you mean about that, that sort of lack of a gatekeeper, especially in the early days of podcasting was, you know, like you can just make your thing and nobody can tell you it's wrong, uh, and put it out there. It's, it's, it's like a very much a pirate radio feeling. That's a good way to put it. I, I had this thought the other day and I, I'm waiting, I have to reschedule an interview with Scott and I had this as my, one of my questions and I was like, wouldn't it be cool, like the way that Tom manages, you know, DTNS, it seems like that would be what I would want at like a major news station. And then in my mind, I was like, that probably would be terrible because as we know, there are a lot of, you know, so-and-so who is the the CEO's boss, who's the, you know, the owner of, of whatever this mm-hmm. network is, has certain leanings towards one direction or another. So we can't really talk much about this thing. And I feel like that's just not something that you're interested in doing. Like censoring yourself just doesn't seem like, in my opinion, a Tom thing to do. I might be wrong, but uh, the type of show that you've put out always seemed like kind of that. Yeah, it's it no, it's a good point. I I do like to not have anyone telling me uh that I shouldn't have approached something <laughs> in a particular way. It's it's not even, like I certainly you could make an argument that I censor myself because I I will hold back on certain topics that I don't think are appropriate for a technology news show, but I get to decide what those are. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also, you know, I, I do set some lines in the sand for contributors. So like, let's just not go there. Let's let's not cross over those lines. It's not necessary. But as long as we're we're within those lines, I if if somebody has an opinion that I don't agree with, that's great. That's that's what it's about, is having, you know, more diverse opinions and and kind of trying to come to an understanding. Yeah. Uh what's a podcast you wish someone would make? Um, I would say like the, the real journey in making it in podcasting. Um, Mm. I I think that at the time, like, you know, right now as we're recording it, it's, there are a lot of people that want to do podcasts. There are a lot of people that want to do live streams. There are a lot of people who want to be, you know, YouTube stars, TikTok stars. Um, and I always look at that as okay. Let's let's dissect the reason why you want this thing to happen and what comes with it. Um, I you know talk. You mentioned Joe Rogan earlier. Like mm-hmm. Joe Rogan is about to get a really nice paycheck if he hasn't gotten it already. Um, that said. With that, I don't think that there's a lot of freedom that he's giving up at the moment, but what he probably gave up was, in the future, a lot of responsibilities that fell on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that like you do your advertising with ACAST and that 
you know, that does its things and how it, I don't know how that all works on the back end, but like the decisions that you're making on like one, you don't want bias in advertising, but you also, I'm sure it also was easier to say, I turn some knobs here and then I don't have to touch it. <laughs> I don't have yeah, to. Yeah. I don't even have to turn knobs. Right. Like I just, <laughs> I, I, I had made an agreement like that, that I, I filled out a list that said, okay, we're, we're not doing these types of advertisers. And there weren't that many that we didn't want to do. Uh, and then after that, I don't even know. People will sometimes write in like, Hey, this ad is bugging me. And I'm like, I'll pass it along. I had no idea it was running because I never hear any of them. Yeah. Which is the way I want it. And and that's, I mean, that's a thing. Like at this point, like Pitt has actually, I think I put it in like my email, but like Pitt has become this business to where now I'm editing podcasts for people that are in the tech space. A lot of developers, podcasts I edit, I do yeah, newsletters and stuff for people. But uh, with that, whenever there's someone new that's like, Hey, I want you to edit my podcast. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to send you a quote. And depending on how you respond to that quote, um, mm -hmm. will determine whether or not I do business with you. And they look at it and they just go, wow, I didn't realize it was so expensive. And, uh, or, you know, especially for stuff like transcription mm -hmm. work. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, well, thanks but no no thanks i'm i'm kind of good now where i'm at and and they're like well how how can you charge that much for a transcription and i'm like well you have to think an hour-long transcription that's even if it's done using some kind of algorithm which i wrote the algorithm that's one of my <laughs> i actually built a python package that is used uh -huh. for tying into Amazon transcribe. So like, oh, cool. I mean, I built the tool <laughs> and it still takes me forever to do these transcriptions. Yeah. No kidding. I, 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 for know a little more, I took some of my older editor's desks where I had gone into a single topic, ran them through Otter AI mm -hmm. to get a transcript. And then you spend a couple of hours going through and cleaning that up, right? Yes. Like and making sure it, it makes sense. And, and that's the thing is Otter AI is considered like, one of the top services for transcriptions if you're doing them by yourself. And it's it's always funny in that I, I will do one for someone, I'll invoice them, they'll go, hey, I can't afford this. And then afterwards, they're like, hey, you can just keep doing them. I don't want to do this anymore. It's such a headache. Yeah. So, I mean, if I, if I were to listen to a podcast, I want to listen to a podcast about people who are doing podcasts, but we're just like, these were the expectations that I had coming in this is the actuality of what is happening and here's what I'm doing to either mm -hmm. to get around that or here's, here's why I made this decision, but do it from a investigative standpoint. Like I feel like, you know, we have the reply alls, we have the um, like Gimlet media stuff that's out there. And I think that those kind of touch on it, but it, it's not, it's more of, we need views on this. I want something that is like, uh, I don't even know. I think you'd call it like behind the kimono or something. Cause I like, it's, it's literally, <laughs> I want to know like, or the inside baseball podcast. Like, yeah. Um, and, and again, there are some people that have done something similar. I know five by five has a show that they do like that, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's hard. And this is, this is nothing on, on, you know, what, what Dan Benjamin is doing or what you're doing, but there is a level of, like you said, you came in with kind of a community built. Um, it was established for years. And, and granted, I'm sure like when you, when 
you left Twit and when you left CNET, some of those people didn't come with you. But I'm sure that that's a lot easier than if you're starting with, I have me and my mom and yeah, yeah, you know, and figuring it out because I, I mean, even my story, I, I had a, a huge Facebook group, you know, not even huge. I had a I had a, a couple of thousand people in a Facebook group. That's pretty good. And when I asked them, I was like, hey, how many people listen to this show? It was like 2%. Mm. And people were just joining to to be members of something. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like frustrating. So I got rid of that group and started a private thing and it was funny because eight people came along and i was making eight times more than what i was doing with the facebook group right and right i think that people uh, i think brian brushwood said this on his happy hour earlier that and it was really good it's like people are chasing money for fame and some people are chasing fame for popularity and some people are chasing popularity for money but most people don't realize that not all of those things are necessarily connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not all, you, you don't just uh, work hard and win the prize. Right. All right. Last question. What's that thing you think everyone's missing? Mm. The thing that everyone's missing. <laughs> I would say probably the the idea of does it really matter though? <laughs> I think there's a lot. And I, I'm not I'm not referring to anything like political or sociologically, but in the grand scheme of things, my podcast, even even if I have a million downloads over the course of my life. In the, in the span of, of humanity, does it really matter, though? And, and I say that not to discourage people to, to not do it. I, I say that to encourage them to do it without any expectation mm-hmm. or any type of, well, if only 20 people listen to this week's episode, then, then it's a failure. Right, right. Um, I was a I was a guest on a podcast called Friends in Your Ears, and mm-hmm. it's literally a podcaster. Well, it's a podcast about podcasters that talk about podcasting. Uh-huh. Um, so, but it's an interview show, and we talked about like the legendary podcast that never was that happened to be a podcast about yodelers in L.A. And mm-hmm. you know, just thinking about that, it's not something that's going to get a lot of views. But in my mind, there's probably a market out there that if there was a yodeling, like the yodeling podcast in L.A. County, I'm sure there's some yodeling equipment store somewhere, probably near Van Nuys, that is like, (laughs) yes, we want to sponsor this. We want to have it playing on in our store 24 seven. What do you need? We will we will make sure that you have whatever it takes to spread this message to people in L.A. And because it would never appeal to more than a hundred people in the LA area, that podcast would probably never exist. And I've, I've had that conversation with developers about, Oh, well, I don't know why I would ever have to do a podcast or I don't know why it would be important. I've talked to the creator of, of programming languages who are just, they're just like, I don't get podcasting. Why would my language need a podcast? It makes no sense to me. And I'm, I'm, just talking to them like it doesn't make sense to you but there's someone out there 
that would love to hear maybe not your opinion, but the opinion of other people in that community and in that space. So at the end of the day, does it matter? Does it matter that that you're not going to have a million people listen to it every week? Probably not, but it it will matter to to one person. It might matter to three people and it might mean the world to them. Like I said, the fact that Scott emailed me back just saying, I want to play Tetris 99 literally uh-huh. made my week. Like, oh yeah, Scott Johnson wants to play Tetris because I emailed him. <laughs> like that made my day. The fact that I've had people like like yourself, I've had people who, I've had people who have gone to do bigger things than I have that started, that got their start on my podcast and like remind me of that. Like, Oh, that's cool. They're just like, yeah, really cool. you were the first yeah. podcast I was ever on. And I was just like, yeah. And, and now you you do this for a living. Like that to me, yes, it does matter. It matters to them. It matters. It, like it sparks careers. It, it changes people's lives. So if you if you have an idea to do something like don't worry about whether or not it's going to matter. Don't worry about if, you know, it's not going to be the thing you do for the rest of your life. Just just try it. And worst case, you wind up sticking with it for five, six years. And then you get to interview Tom Merritt twice. <laughs> I, I like what you're saying, though. Focus on what matters. Yeah. And don't get caught up in the drama of, you know, chasing numbers and fame, all that stuff. Yeah, that, I couldn't agree more. I strongly believe that there will be a... I mean, I think we're already in a mental health crisis now. I think this generation and and like Gen Z and the millennial generation, probably more than before. But I think that if we continue down this path of I have to do a thing because it matters, it, we're there's going to be this massive influx of mental health issues. And, and you know, I, I'm afraid for that. But I, I want people to just do things because they were fun again. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that that yeah. was a, a thing. That's where pirate radio came from. Hey, right, we can do right. this thing. Let's do it. Yeah. And that when, when I was talking earlier about being excited about what's next, I feel like it feels like that's gone. But that just means it's about to come back. And I can't wait to see how it come back. Yeah. How it comes back. Jay, thanks for being on your show. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is your show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on my show. That's your show. Uh, no, this is really like all, all kidding aside. This is really fun. It's great to talk to you, man. Absolutely. I'm going to cut my recording so that I can. Okay. Uh... I'll start. I'll cut mine too.